Hi, I'm Charlie Nelligan here in Castle Island uh, in Eileen's Bakery and Coffee Shop and uh, I produce bracks and have been doing it for the last 40 years and my father before me for 40 years before that but I'm producing them here for Eileen for the Christmas and uh, so far so good. Um, it's, it's a great tradition that which was handed down from my father to my brothers and to myself and uh, it goes back back a long, long time. Um, back around 1943 or four, my father decided to go into the bakery business, and uh, he was advised to go to bakeries. So he went to uh, a bakery, big bakery in Care in Tipperary, and he spent a couple of years there learning his trade. And then he moved from there to um, the Darcy's Bakery in Orlingford in Kilkenny, and. Uh, that's where he picked up, he liked the, the brack, um, making bracks, and uh, he thought they'd be a good good sale for him in the Kerry area because it was something pretty new. And uh, himself and uh, Tommy Darcy, was the, 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 the young fellow in the bakery today, whose father had owned the bakery in Orlingford, they set about two of them together, put their heads together to try and make a good, decent brack, and they produced one. And... Uh, a couple of years later, my, my father entered competitions in, around the country, in, in, in Limerick and in Dublin, and there was a European competition, and he got first prize in the European competition in 1952 for his famous brack, and anything he made that time has never changed since up to this present day. Mm. It was the same flour, the same fruit, uh, same recipe. Uh, That's the secret I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was uh, just handed down, and we kept it. And actually, there was one baker here in Castle Island who who, who liked it so much. He actually asked my father, "Any chance you give him the the recipe?" <laughs> he said, "I'll give it to you in twenty years' time." <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was just a family thing, and, and uh, like you go to Sullivan's Bakery there in Killogan, they make lovely bracks. They have, but they have their own their own thing about it and Barry's in, in Tralee had a great bakery one uh, time and, and uh, just make lovely breakfast O'Neill's and Abbeyfield you know you knew all the people and it was, it was our thing Maybe I'm wrong in saying this but you know when your father had first started was it very unusual for men to be in the bakery business? No it wasn't because it was very it was very physical work and even to this day like when I'm doing it here that to knock you dead you want to be pretty f- fit for it and um it's just because it's an old tradition. There's no chemicals. And there's no quick fixes. You just do it the old-fashioned way, and you have to make a batter the night before, and then that produces a yeast, which is a natural yeast, and you put that in the following day, then into the mix, and uh, it, go, it goes like that. You know, it takes a long time. And the secret of any bread is you have to give it time mm. and give it good ferments, and, and uh, it adds to the flavour. Even when you're making bread, white bread. Uh, there was a lot of uh, people buying stuff long ago, which was kind of par bake you buy it in the supermarket. And it finished the bakeries for a while, but it's gone back to it now again. That people want just the old traditional bread rolls and that, you know. Would so. you be very particular, so when you go out to a place and you try a piece of bread and? Oh, I would. Uh, certain breads I wouldn't go near at all. <laughs> well, so honest to God, it, it is. It, but uh, you'd know when you see it if you were in the trade. You'd know when you see it. But lots of people when they come into shops, they, they, there might be a smell of. Uh, 
bake stuff in it. And, oh God, this is lovely and fresh. You know, I used to do it myself when I had a shop, shopping trolley. I used to make sure that the smell went around the shop because people buy with their noses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, oh yeah. But, um, and you ran three businesses at once, one a long time ago. I did. I How did, did that go? Uh, it was great. I, I totally enjoyed it. I had um, a shop in. I stopped sat here in the shop here in Castle Island, the one that Eileen has now. That was my, my first venture, and um, uh, it was an amazing story how that, that came about. Um, I was on a, I was I was in the bakery school in Dublin in Kevin Street under the stewardship of uh, Danny Carey, who actually whose brother uh, Jackie Carey played for Ireland and Man United. But uh, Danny was a great character, and, and, and there was all bakers there, all traditional. There was a Welshman there, Sam Anthony, and. The, the, uh, you know, it was just all. They were old guys. Wanted the old tradition. They wanted to keep it going. You know, mm. but uh, I, we moved to Kerry, and um, actually it was around 1978. Uh, I won my or 79. I won my second All Ireland with Kerry, and we were on a trip to uh, Los Angeles and uh, to America. And uh, while I was there, I, I stayed with a guy by the name of John, John and Bonnie Daly. They, they were a lovely, lovely couple. And John brought me around. I wanted to see bakeries and that, so he brought me around to some bakeries there. And saw big ones and small ones, but he brought me to this one in the corner, and corner of the street. And uh, he said that uh, this might suit you. He said so. I, I spoke to the owner, and the owner, lovely man. He had lost his wife maybe twelve months previous, and he had enough of, of the baking. He was in his seventies, and he wanted me to any chance he would think about it. This was a great opportunity altogether. So uh, the only thing was uh, Colette was at home and uh, she was expecting one of the girls, Colleen. And uh, so when I came back, I said it was my father. And uh, he said, OK. Uh, no, he was more concerned about Kerry football and about keeping me at home at the time. So anyway, I went back, back to Dublin. We were living in Dublin and, and uh, he rang me one weekend and he said, uh, uh, come, come down when I want you. And I, geez, I didn't know what it was about because... Colleen was ready to pop in Dublin, Dublin. and uh, so I came home and he said, look, come down the street here, and he, he, he showed me this building here, it was a fish shop at the time, owned by Agatha Bryant, and uh, he said, what do you think of that? And uh, I said, what did you mean? <laughs> he said, he said uh, look, we've got a little bakery there, so I said, Jesus, you know, so uh, the rest is history, history yeah, simple as that, that is a fact. Yeah. But he didn't want me going away, and, and uh, he was, more, as I said, he was more concerned about Kerry football, <laughs> which was which was a big big chance at the time. But actually, the same thing happened to himself when he was a young guy in the early forties, nineteen forties. There was three of them. There was Dennis Keller, Jamesy Keller, and my father. They were related, and uh, they were our neighbours, next door neighbours on Limerick Road, uh, up, up in Clonock, and. Um, they decided they were going to go to Australia. So they drew straws, and, and Dennis got pulled out of straw first. So he was, they collected a few bob. Dennis went out to Australia, and he was to send money back. And he made it big out there. He made it very well out there. And he was to send money back. But my grandfather had heard the story as well. So he did a similar thing to my father. There was a place on Limerick Road, and he said he was after pottery or getting it, acquiring it, and that my father could start the bakery there. And that's exactly what happened. It was like the wheel gone full. So, oh, but that's really? the truth. That is a fact, yeah. 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 So kind of, you know, when you see things like that happening, and mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, nice But it made your life as well at the same time. I suppose there's so many special memories in this area. Oh, well, there is. Even in this house, even the shop here, we, we moved on from Dublin, then, and we, we had to go to work. We had a house in Dublin. And um, 
we we had a we we bought it for about seventeen. I think it was about seventeen and a half thousand at the time outside in outside in Fairhouse. You really get a bit of grass for that, no? Wouldn't. <laughs> but we sold it. We sold it for twice as much. We made double our money in it, and that started us off here. We were just lucky times. It had gone crazy that time. It was seventeen and a half weeks till we got to about thirty-seven, I think, for it, and uh, thirty-five, I think. But that helped us to get started here. Then we got a loan from from uh, building society in Killarney, and uh, we started. And we lived here for about seven to ten years upstairs in the shop. With it, um, there was two kids. There was Dylan and Colleen, and uh, just myself and Colette. And we had two rooms, and uh, it was it was tough, but it was ours. And we mm. and I. Uh, Colette was, was was the boss. She was the boss. <laughs> she was the boss, and, and uh, she did the books and everything. And mm. uh, we just we were a good team. We worked together. And even the, even Daniel, like and, and uh, Colleen, well, as they were growing up, they were all part of it too. Like you know, mm-hmm. down there in the barkeeper, we were while they go on the back side of it there. That's what that was our kitchen. Mm-hmm. We sat at the kitchen table there and looked out the back window and. Uh, you know, I suppose they're all very good chefs now themselves. <laughs> they are, they do their own little bit. A bit of cooking, all right. I'll, uh, I can't eat this more <laughs> like to do the, the takeaway. But, uh, no, Daniel is very good. Daniel was in the business in himself here with me. He he, he, um, he qualified in college as, as in the country business. And uh, but and he was with Croke Park for a while. He worked in Croke Park and he was with the Munster Council. And then uh, he decided um, he'd come back, back home. And... Um, they lived here, and he worked the business here for about seven years in Castellan. I was able to step back, and um, yeah, he 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 did a good job of it. And then he they moved up to they moved up the country up to Leash, and he he had uh, he was sat the catering up there for schools and that, and. Uh, yeah, he did. He did well out of it. And he's still doing it to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And I suppose it's important to note that you know. People trying to get into the food industry, it isn't as popular as it was one time, but I'm sure you could, you know, vouch for anyone to say it's well worth it. It's, it's how you know, for a person starting off, um, it's, it's so you, you want to know your, you want to know what you're doing. Um, you want to learn the trade and, and have, a, have a bit of a graph for it. But like, it's, it is tough, but at the same time... Uh, I suppose you growing up with it as well Yeah, helped. it was, yeah, it was there, it was, it was just, it was in my DNA. Um, whereas now you know, I just see here with, with the price of electricity I was chatting to a guy in Ballyhide there recently who owned a business back there and he, he was talking about it and he, he, he's a different business than mine but he runs a lot of electricity and he said it's, once I buy four now it's, it's his bill it's, it's absolutely crazy and things like that are, are bringing the place down the small businesses can't survive with that you know big mm-hmm. businesses might get away with it alright but Small businesses are, are really struggling big time with it. You mm-hmm. know? So, and that's the main thing. But other than that, if the and although they seem to be the same, that the price are going to drop down, but uh, they'd want to really drop to give people some bit of a chance. You know? A chance, yeah. and that's all they yeah. need. Yeah. Speaking of chances, you took a chance a number of years ago with sending a brack far, far away. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was my mother, and and, and the guy. There was a guy uh, in Chicago uh, who um, he. My mother sent Brax. She said she sent Brax every year, but he 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 got a notion anyway that, you know, he was looking at the distance between Ireland, Castle Island, and and uh, and Chicago, and he 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 wrapped. He sent back a tea towel. <laughs> tea towel. She said, "I don't know what he was doing." He was off his head anyway. But he sent back a tea towel. And he told my mother that for safety to wrap the tea towel in the brack that you know and keep it and preserve it. And, 
But anyway, and every time it did the journey, he'd write out the number of miles that were on it. He had it 5,000, 10,000. And I think it went up to about nearly 80,000 miles. The tea The tea had gone oh over and back. Goodness. But it's just one of these things. He was, he was, uh, I don't know, <laughs> the brack was gone, do you see that thing? <laughs> <laughs> How long would a brack last, so? Uh, well, you see these ones, they're, they're totally different. Um, some some people that make them the the bakers they they're soft we touch softer to touch these ones there's there's actually twice as much to, uh, fruit in the brack as there is flour and, uh-huh. uh, and it's more like a cake than a brack and mm-hmm. uh, they last for ages and ages well hopefully they only last for two days because you can eat the more you eat the better for, for us <laughs> but um, no it's 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 um, there's no this is my father used when he was making them he used to make them in the end of November for for. Um, Maybe two weeks before the end of November, and uh, for the Christmas, and uh, it's a fly. And like things are totally different now. But that time, uh, the baker was in Limerick Road. They used to send bracks to America. That's like not that's not with all with tea thousand, but uh, they send them off to America, and um, thousands and thousands of bracks. And there was loads of people, loads of neighbours here on Limerick Road and Desmond's Avenue and around the town used to get work at the Christmas time it was always a handy place to go you're going to make a few bob for the Christmas mm-hmm. and there was I think there was there was uh, three six hour shifts and uh, wrapping the bracks in boxes and getting them back to the post office van lodges just go back to the they wouldn't take them here in Castellane in the post office because that was a busy post office they had to go back to Mannix's back in Bellamy Killigat Mannix's post office there and that post office was specifically for Nilligan's bracks that were being shipped to America and England and all over but they just shipped thousands of bracks. And then all of a sudden, then there was a big bang. You know, when 9-11 hit, that finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all, uh, there was a lot of bracks in Dover that, that year, after the, the 9-11. And, and um, every one of them, they were all searched and opened and packages were opened. And that, that just finished it. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my brother TJ and I was into me yesterday. There, and he was posting off uh, four bracks to Chicago or someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, these were going to America. And, he was getting it ready himself, but like some people buy them here. You, know, you know, if people want to send them, get them early, wrap them themselves. The posters it costs more than the back. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's, about, no that's, the, that's, that's the best thing about it. Is, mm-hmm. uh, but isn't it lovely to think that something made in Kerry is always over in America yeah, now, and yeah. all they have to do is put on that bit of butter yeah. and just enjoy I it? Was in, I was in um, a pub in Chicago one night when we were over with the Kerry team, and uh, I met a guy from Benny McKilligan. He's he died since tragically, but. Um, Met him in the pub and he said that uh, he was walking down. He was feeling very lonesome for himself and he was walking down past a uh, shop and <laughs> inside the window. And uh, he looked at in the window and uh, there was a, a Nilligan's pudding and a Christmas break inside in the, in, on the window. Now, it was Mary, uh, Mary Rose Teehan that had it. She had a, they had a pub here in town, but she had a shop over. I, I'm not sure it was in the York or Chicago. But anyhow, she, I think it was Chicago. And it was, yeah, because she had a Chicago bar here. But... Um, he saw it in the window and he said, he's the, this is a grown man, he said, he started crying, he got so lonesome, it's a grind him back home, you know, that's oh. like the fact, yeah. yeah. I suppose that's the things we take for granted uh, as it well. Is, it is, yeah, yeah, when you're, at home, when you're away from home, you miss people and it's Christmas time, it's a lonesome time and, and uh, it's a lovely time but um, it's a sad time too for people who are away, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Of course. Now, tell me, how, how long have you been in the kitchen today? Ah, well, I just started late. I, I, I was out with my son last night. We were in for a point. And, uh, <laughs> I was supposed to start at about 7 this morning, but I didn't get up till... I started at 11, so I'll be here till maybe... Um, maybe 1 or 2 in the morning. 
But yeah. it's it's like it's a run into Christmas, and uh, mm-hmm. so your next few days are very busy. Yeah, that's it. No, and it's it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad with it really because um, it'll take my mind off all the things, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And if people want to purchase any of the bracks, will they be available after Christmas as well? Uh, no, no, they won't. <laughs> I don't know if unless there's one or two left over at Christmas. I mean, usually there's not, but uh, mm-hmm. no harm in trying anyway. You know, exactly. Knock at the door because they'll, they'll, they'll last. There's no fear of them at all. They don't go stale, don't go moldy. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there'll be so many people purchasing over the next while that they have them in their house and to cut themselves a slice if they're listening. Yes, and toast it. Toast it away. It's lovely toasted as well, you know. Actually, so. what's your favourite way to have it? Um... Just I, I toast it, yeah. I would yeah. Bit of warm butter on top. Plenty of butter on top. It makes <laughs> makes it yeah. Butter and then the old cup of tea mm-hmm. makes all the difference. So, now it's it's Christmas Eve and, and um, it's, uh, it's a sad time for me because I lost my wife during the year. But um, there's a tradition there that we had carers coming into us uh, and that really made my Christmas for us for me and my wife last year. And I just like to put it out there to think about these people because. They, um, they're still carrying on, they're still going into houses and looking after people over the Christmas and they're great people. So, and a happy Christmas to everybody.